Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We are two associate marriage and family therapists under clinical supervision, and we specialize in working with couples. Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couples Guide podcast. Where we debunk myths and deliver truth about couples therapy. Trust us. It's awesome. You all ready for this? Episode... 21. 21. Right? Which is conveniently being recorded on January 21st. Is it? (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I like it. Recorded on the 21st and posted later. Yeah, season... season, We're still season one, right? I I don't even know if we're in the season. we haven't really decided between the seasons. True. Um, But it's still... It's our 21st episode and it's being recorded on the 21st, which I like. I'll say season one. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about just little uh, hints for listeners to come. Maybe like uh, 25 episodes. Yeah, we can do that. That feels good. Start enacting some of our our upgrades we want to do for the podcast. Yeah. Sweet. And today... We are talking about cohabitation before marriage. Ooh. Y'all gonna live together before you get the, the ring on that finger or what? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna work that out? My favorite is when people are like, well, if we're never gonna get married, then it's not premarital. I'm like, okay, that's a terrible argument, but all right, I'll hear you out. <laughs> that's linguistics at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's semantics you, and I refuse. <laughs> you uh, you decide your language, it's all good. Yeah. But yeah, no, um... This is a, um, a common uh, topic that's brought to our attention as couple therapists, mm-hmm. and we wanted to uh, throw out some ideas, things that we see in our offices, but also just stuff that we've learned um, f- through our training and through research. Where do you want to start? Um, what do you define, aside from living together, Yeah. what are your like general concepts of cohabitation? Hmm. Like Mine was pretty as simple as, okay. like, you choose to live together. Uh, that's what I mean when we're talking cohabitation. and it's. But we're talking about within in the context of a romantic relationship. There's maybe some different versions of people living in the same structure, but different rooms. There's, uh, I think, the most common in our culture, which is where, hey, we move in together. We've been dating for a while. We're exclusively boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, or partner and partner, and we want to get a place together, or one will move into another person's place. So that's it. I, you yeah. seem to be thinking about something else. That, no, that, I think no, that's my that's, that's my understanding of it as well. Mm-hmm. Choosing to live together before you're married. Yeah. So this is a topic because up until recent history, actually, yes, um, a lot of cultures, including our culture, would not even consider um, romantic partners living together until they were married. Then, according to the National Marriage Project, mm-hmm. fewer than 500,000 unmarried couples were living together in the U.S. in the early 1960s. Yeah. So that's as, you know, that's only a few years ago, within a generation. And mm-hmm. so much as that has shifted with our generation and that generation coming up where um, many people, I'm curious to hear the research on that or not, but so many more people are willing to live together um, before they get married and for various reasons, uh, including that's an important step for some people to decide if they want to get married is Ugh. they live together uh, and that's... then use that. And they say they use that as a, oh. well, how do you know if we want to get married? Unless we've lived together before. Yes. And you're cringing at I'm that. I am physically... This they is... can hear a little bit of it, but like they can't <laughs> even see it. Like your entire body is just cringe. This Why is... is that, Talia? This is both... What I'm about to say is mm-hmm. both based on 
my clinical experience as a therapist, <laughs> research, which will be brought up throughout the episode, and seeing this play out, uh-huh. like seeing seeing the research play out in who I see and yeah. just reading more and learning more, you are not setting yourself up for the same mentality if you are legally married, whether it just was a courthouse, whether it was a whole wedding, mm-hmm. whatever, like the institution mm-hmm. of marriage, mm-hmm. if that's what you're choosing to to do with your partner, if you're living together or just cohabitating or shacking up, as they used to call it colloquially, like we're just going <laughs> to slide into cohabitation, you know. I haven't heard that term yeah. in a long time. If you're shacking up with shacking someone up, yeah. versus we're married, you your brain does not work the same in a, in a different way, not in the negative. Yeah. When you're just living with somebody, think about just living with a roommate, not mm-hmm. romantic. Yeah. You choose to live with somebody, meet them on Craigslist, roommate.com, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, this person is a nightmare. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to get out of this, especially if it's month to month. What mm-hmm. does your brain do? Oh, I'm going to find somebody else at the end of the month to live with. This is nuts. Mm-hmm. When you're cohabitating with somebody, and I'll get into the research a little bit more, but just generally, when you're cohabitating with somebody and you're not engaged mm-hmm. which is what some of the research says and you're not married the concept of i don't want to do this this isn't working out for me mm-hmm. you're not being married and i i struggle even thinking of this sentence because i'm so passionate about it when you're married to somebody your brain shifts into i have to make this work mm-hmm. i do not have an alternate yes this bothers me but i love this person i've committed my life to them i'm going to work it out mm-hmm. that logic is so much different than we're living together, this pisses me off, the lease ends here, then I'm just going to be gone. Yeah. You're not, there's not the same commitment. And that's, mm-hmm. that's accurate. You have not made the same commitment if you're not engaged and married as if you're just living together. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the weight isn't there, mm-hmm. but that's where the research gets into later. But I don't think you're doing your relationship a favor mm-hmm. by if the only logic is I want to see what that person's like before I decide to marry them. Mm-hmm. That's not what the person is like if you were married. Mm-hmm. Like the person that you're going to be cohabitating with is not the same person that you would get if you were actually married to each mm-hmm. other. So I feel like it's cheating the system in a way that actually is a detriment to the relationship mm-hmm. if your if your sole purpose is I want to see what it's like to live with them before I decide to commit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's not if I were just cohabitating with somebody, that's not what it's going to be like if we're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a, a really important emphasis on on the word we're using, marriage, which is the commitment. I get that everyone has a different versions of that. Yeah. Some people can be quote unquote married and not legally, sure, but yes. the point is we're going to use my, that shorter My definition of that... For this yes. conversation. And yes, things are very different. Um... I don't, I don't know the research. What I do know is from people in my office and from people I know that even people who have lived together for a long period of time and then get married, they still describe a huge change and shift post-commitment, post-marriage, mm-hmm. which is what you're talking about. And it is because the brain works differently and the psychological effect it has of like, okay, this is forever this is my commitment, mm-hmm. um, means you are going to be living differently, viewing the day-to-day struggles differently, and viewing the deep, challenging relationship cycles differently. Mm-hmm. And this is all mm-hmm. with, I have a whole other separate yeah. set of research with children, mm-hmm. like cohabitating with children. Mm-hmm. If you cohabitate, you're more likely to have yeah. a child. Like, for when I when we talk about it today, yeah. I'm not going to lean into that as much. Okay. It exists, like, yeah. I have a lot of research on it, but... Yeah. The purposes is mostly just like 
marital satisfaction yeah. like that could be a separate episode if people are interested mm-hmm. or want to learn more about it but it's it is a shift yeah. regardless of whether you live together once you're married before you're married mm-hmm. the marriage part is a shift and then i followed up with if you even get to that yeah because a lot of the research does show religion and all of mm-hmm. that aside like we're saying mm-hmm. using marriage as lifelong commitment to somebody like you're my person mm-hmm. we're doing this it's different. Mm-hmm. Like when you make that commitment to somebody, it's so different than mm-hmm. let's sign a lease or I'm on your lease and I'm not even like, I'm just living with you. I'm not even mm-hmm. on your lease and we're not yeah. together anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just move out and find something like, mm-hmm. I just, this is very, yeah. I'm very passionate about this yeah. topic. <laughs> well, I think acknowledging the psychological shift that happens, which it sounds like there's research to back that up as well as from my experience as a therapist, that's a huge shift, mm-hmm. means that couples going into it thinking like, hey, let's live together as a trial before marriage, there that, that makes on a surface level a rational understanding. Like it makes sense mm-hmm. when you first think about it. Mm-hmm. However, when we add in this new understanding, like actually there is a true brain shift, a true commitment shift, a true psychological shift that that rationale proves to be a fallacy as in it doesn't really hold up anymore it doesn't you're not actually um trying before you buy you're not actually testing the waters um if anything you're getting a distorted picture of what it might look like in marriage and like anything it doesn't just mean that's a bad thing for living together although we're going to talk about some more pitfalls yes it means as a couple you better be aware of that and really challenge the assumption that living together before we make that commitment is going to be what it's like when we make the commitment later. Right. It's not the case. And you need to be very open and honest about what the difference is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I want to shift gears to what you're already hinting at is uh, the one bit of research that I remember, and this is old because this was from grad school. But I remember learning that couples who lived together, cohabitated, before they were married, had a ridiculously high um, percentage of likelihood for divorce yes. compared to those who didn't. Yes, in the that 80th is percentile. I don't know where it's at today, because again, this is you know um, like seven, eight years old research, still fairly relevant for the discussion. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who it was, but I just remember learning that and going, wow, that's significant. Um, I don't know if you have anything more up to date, but it's rel- it's rel- it's relevant enough to this discussion. And there are some caveats to that. I do I have some theories about why that's the case that also the um I remember when we had this discussion about this research that there was some um you know when people are surveyed and looking at this uh the researchers themselves said hey this could be the reason why the, it's a high percentage, but mm-hmm. we want to understand why that's happening, not just say, hey, you live together, you're more likely to get divorced. Mm-hmm. It's true, but with a few understandings of like how the research came about. Yeah, it started in the most... Cohabitation has increased by nearly 900% over the last 50 years. Yep. More couples are testing the waters before doing that. The census data from 2012 shows that 7.8 million couples are living together without walking down the aisle compared Mm -hmm. to 2.9 million in 1996. Mm -hmm. And two thirds of the couples married in 2012 from that census had shared a home together for more than two years before they had walked Mm -hmm. down the aisle. Mm -hmm. So as an update, they really started studying this because they're like, what's the link between cohabitation and divorce? Like what's going on there since the 1970s? Since the 1970s, the research says, study after study found that living together could undercut a couple's future happiness, 
On average, researchers concluded couples who lived together before they tied the knot saw a 33% higher rate of divorce than those who waited to live together until after they were married. Mm. So it's not quite as high as what I remember the research being initially, but still. That's, that's not the most current research. Oh, okay. That's just what they originally saw when they started studying oh, this 40, 50-something yeah. years ago. Got it. Um, and, and it's then, only increased from there. Although, keep in mind, rates of divorce have increased also. Very true. Yeah. yeah. What this research is showing, though, is that for cohabitating couples, there's a significant psychological risk. Uh, I'm curious as to what the research says. The way I interpret that as an EFT therapist and someone who works with these issues with clients who are struggling with that is that the longer people are in a cohabitation living, as in like a um, long-term... boyfriend-boyfriend, long-term girlfriend-girlfriend, long-term boyfriend-girlfriend, anything that without that commitment of marriage is there starts to get this insecurity of the relationship because there is something psychologically power, as we said, saying, hey, I commit to you Mm long-term. And there's security in that in a positive way as well as, as we talked about, it shifts how you think and problem-solve together as a couple. Yeah. Um. But going back to my idea of just, or not my idea, but my, the initial thing I want to talk about with you're more likely to get divorced if you cohabitate, says the research. Yeah. Um, there, there's a few things to parse out. One is um, when you're looking at the sample size of people who like this yeah. research was done on, um, people of faith are less likely to cohabitate before marriage yes. because of their faith values. Which means also they tend to have a stronger commitment because they also are more likely to stay together. So that's that's all a good thing, but just know that that's part of the research bias. And then I have a pet observation Mm -hmm. and understanding of this. What I've seen with my couples is when a a couple chooses to live together before they're married, I've just started noticing, and I've talked about this a lot with, with people, that they get together for this trial... Mm-hmm. And as we've already acknowledged, it's not a real, it doesn't give you a lot of uh, genuine data about what it's like to be married. True. However, they tend to get involved in the cohabitation for perhaps the wrong reasons. It might be financial. It's like, hey, yeah. it'd be, I, I, I'm close together. with you. I'm at we your can place leave. all the time yeah. anyway. Why not? We're in Southern California, one of the most expensive places <laughs> to live. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. The other thing is sex. Of course, the reason there's been the shift in values is that um, culturally we've had a shift of how we talk about sex and how um, liberating that is for people to be engaged in sex relationships before marriage. Well, if you're already having sex and you're already at each other's place all the time, this makes it easier, more convenient, and again, more affordable. Let's do that. Yep. So there's that. And, and therefore, it's more of a moving together for convenience and without the introspection of, hey, is this actually someone I want to spend my life with and what that entails? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's and what... if you move in for convenience, without that thought process, there's a very important moment that can happen in the relationship. And this is getting to my whole point, which is there's a point where in cohabitation, um, a relationship might have broken up. But because you're living together, you're living it. together yeah. they don't. Which is because it's really hard to break up after you live together, just logistically. You don't want to live with your ex. (laughs) You don't want to live with your ex. Hell no, thank you. That might make dating difficult, and that's true. So this (laughs) is my pet theory. 
which is that people move in together for convenient reasons. Mm -hmm. And then they actually, in a moment where if they weren't living together, they would have chosen to break up. They instead choose to stay together because it's so hard to separate the finances. It's so hard to separate whose stuff or it's such a big hurdle to actually go like, in the moment of conflict, I still have to live here. I don't have a couch that's safe to go sleep on. They stay together. That is my point of the moment that might inform some of the research. And this is just my critical analysis of it, that perhaps one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so high is because really people stay in a relationship they would have gotten out of if they weren't living together. So instead... The they tried to so high for who for sorry for people who cohabitated and then got before married. they got married they got married they got divorced later the, is, their divorce rate is higher because they otherwise would have broken they up they actually would have broken up if they hadn't cohabited the cohabitation in a sense um kept them together mm-hmm. when they naturally would have split ahead of time mm-hmm. well the research shows if if your cohabitation is preceded by and discussion of what it means uh-huh. if this means engagement or and the research shows if you're uh-huh. engaged before you cohabitate that's uh-huh. different uh-huh. than just cohabitating as partners yeah. yeah it only does not have an effect on the length of the relationship so you will stay married as long as somebody who didn't choose to live together before they got yeah. married but it's only the length yeah. you will have lower sexual satisfaction you mm-hmm. will have lower happiness you will mm-hmm. have lower closeness and intimacy all those other factors that the research studies are garbage, like yeah. compared to couples who waited. Yeah. But you'll still be together as long. Yeah. So it's not to, it's wow. not to say that living together when you're engaged and having that discussion of this is our wedding date. We mm-hmm. just bought a condo together. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working on it, not living in it because it'll be remodeled or whatever. Just go <laughs> with me on. Or you're living in it, but like yeah. it's a fixer upper and yeah. you're five or six months away from the wedding. Yeah. And then after the wedding is when you both really move in and start living together. Mm-hmm. That is completely different than a couple who's dating one, two years, mm-hmm. squishy, in love, fools. Really, yeah. I'm just kidding. Really, <laughs> fools! Fools! You're all fools! <laughs> feeling like, well, I'm already at your place a lot. Let's just live together. Yeah. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? If you mm-hmm. don't have a clear discussion with your partner on what cohabitation means, mm-hmm. chances are, from what I've seen, one person's going to be like, sweet, half the rent. And yeah. usually the girl, again, stereotyping, but from what I've seen in my clinical practice, mm-hmm. is oh, this is our next step. We're going to start moving in towards engagement. We just moved in together. He must blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Again, definitely a stereotype based Mm -hmm. on what I've seen in my Mm -hmm. practice because I mostly focus on my primary practices with heterosexual couples. Uh, Not the case. Mm -hmm. Homeboy over there is like, that's not what this means. I just wanted cheaper rent. Mm -hmm. Imagine how heartbreaking that is to be living with somebody for six to eight months and you're devoting your time, energy levels, like you were saying, as if you were married, mm-hmm. I'm working through conflict as if I were married versus mm-hmm. we're just dating. I don't need this BS in my life. I'm going to leave. Oh, well, wait, we live together. I mean, that's heartbreaking. And on the flip side, there's other assumptions that the men might have too, to give that perspective, yes, which is that, of course. the you know, in, in your example, there might be some, a male who was like, hey, cool. Um, we haven't made the commitment. It's all good. We can't have cheaper rent. It's more carefree. It's fun. Um, and then gets bit by the like, whoa, wait a second, this, you know, my, my girlfriend wants more than this. I never signed up for that. Suddenly I'm not good enough and I'm not be able to be there. So I think both people get bit and hurt. Yes. Um, because the core point that you're saying is there's assumptions that both hold that don't, that they they didn't talk about. Yes. And unfortunately they're very different expectations. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's a, that's one of the recipes for disaster of living together before yeah. marriage. And I, by the way, I want to consciously with with the listeners yeah. say we're using cohabitation a bunch, and that that's an accurate term. But we're talking about living together. Like it's just yeah, such it's a clinical together. thing. Yeah, we can use the term living together before you get married. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, there 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 it's it's the there's pitfalls about this hugely. Uh, one thing I want to acknowledge though, is while we're sharing the pitfalls and some of the research that shows the dangers of living together, I do have to be genuine and say, I, I, I personally don't see a problem with any couple who chooses it hmm. as long as you're making that as an informed decision. And yes. full disclosure, I know all this research, I'm probably more educated than most people about what these effects are on relationship. And I am currently quote, cohabitating with my girlfriend before marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a conscious choice with a lot of discussion yes. and a lot of reasons why that worked for us. Right. So I don't want to suggest like, hey, the message is don't live together before you're married. It kind of is. My, mine is. but Yours is for sure. That's and my I'm opinion. Say, that's your opinion. Super it's valid. It's founded. It's yeah, not yeah. just yeah, exactly. you know, my own junk. but um, And we're, we're saying definitely consider that. I'll, then I'll just speak for me. I don't want to speak for you because we're on different pages. But... My message is don't think it's just as easy as the next step of my, um, you know, monogamous relationship is then living together. Mm. There's some genuine um, issues with that. Tons of stuff that we see in our offices that suggest that's not the best idea for many couples. Have a discussion. The next step of being in a serious committed relationship, regardless of what the outcome of the discussion is, is having a discussion of where's our relationship going? What does commitment mean to you? What do you see our future as? If this person is your forever, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to have, this is my thing that I tell Mm -hmm. my couples and people I meet in life, like I'm an intense person, talk about it. (laughs) I would rather without living together, Mm -hmm. which by the way, even if you're spending a lot of time at your partner's house, that's still not an accurate representation of what it's gonna be like when you live with them Mm -hmm. because depending on where they live, who they live with, et cetera, that's not them in their own space building with you. A lot a mm-hmm. lot of people and men I've talked to are like, of course I'd be more conscientious if I was living with a girl. Mm-hmm. Again, I see mostly heterosexual couples. But I live with a bunch of dudes, mm-hmm. so I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I will start to care, and I can care when I'm around that and I'm building a home with my partner. Mm-hmm. But I live in a bachelor pad now, not my priority. Mm-hmm. right? Or they hire a housekeeper or whatever. Like mm-hmm. You're not even still getting an accurate representation of what your partner would be when you just spend a lot of, it's more, mm-hmm. go on a vacation with them. Mm. What time Travel do they wake here, up? Yeah. How do they fall asleep? That is also a great indicator. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, that was a little side tangent. But side note. It's a true side note. Yeah. Like, you can spend time with somebody without living together. You can be in a relationship without living together. Regardless of if you choose to live together mm-hmm. or not, having a discussion of what does living together mean? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be engaged? Is this a step towards engagement? Mm-hmm. All of that is what the research shows those who cohabitated before engagement, 43.1%, reported lower marital satisfaction, dedication, and confidence, as well as more negative communication and greater potential for divorce than those who cohabitated only after engagement, 16.4%, or not at all until marriage, which was 40.5%. And this is the pre-engagement cohabitation effect from Journal of Family Psychology. Similar results were found in a subsample of individuals who cohabitated only with the current spouse. So not anybody mm-hmm. else. They hadn't lived together with previous boyfriends, mm-hmm. just the person they're married to. There was no significant difference between those who cohabitated after engagement, 
and not at all before marriage, supporting a pre-engagement but not a pre-marital cohabitation effect. So only when you have the distinct discussion, living together means engagement or we are engaged when we live together, mm-hmm. that's when it shows, yes, there's not as much of a difference mm-hmm. in terms of longevity, but there's all these other factors to consider that go into a relationship. I'd rather and- be in a happy relationship and wait to live. T- Again, mm-hmm. my personal preference based on research, everybody's yeah. different. I will support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want people to be well-informed when they make these decisions. Why not give your relationship the best chance it has to survive knowing this, right? And some people don't know this research exists. And it's okay to analyze the research and and be critical. I think part of our message is trying to go against... It's not like... I don't know if it's a dominant culture, but a, a part of the culture I witness, which is that the steps of relationship is you date... You, you say you're monogamous, you're one-on-one, and that's or, it. Yeah, Unless partnered. You're partnered. Then you move in together, then you get engaged, then you get married. Yeah. And I don't know where that came from, where that started happening. Obviously, in we shared 60s, some ideas yeah. today. And I think the big takeaway from the research you just sh- shared, again, and what you're trying to say, actually goes back to the very beginning of this conversation, which is a huge shift happens with commitment. So yes. if you're being discussing this future and being clear and you say, hey, moving in together is that commitment of, hey, we may not actually be married yet, but we're going to live together with the like plan of we're going to be engaged soon. We're going to do this. And so there's a there's a shift in how the couple looks at their relationship as in, I love this from a, a friend of mine um, who says, the relationship is the constant. That means no matter what happens, mm. all the shit that can come up in relationships, but yeah. also the positivity is if there's one thing that's constant, it's the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you shift that ray, then you can have this positive outcome still in your long-term relationship. The thing is, though, if you're not ready for that commitment, mm-hmm. then you're not really ready to live together. There's a lot more pitfalls in living together than there is um, advantages. Yeah, and if you're not ready for that commitment, then why aren't you having an engagement discussion? Why aren't you getting married? There's mm-hmm. could be valid reasons for why you choose not to get married. Mm-hmm. But you need to ask yourself truly then, am I really wanting to make this commitment and live with someone before I'm married? Or am I more drawn to the idea that it's convenient it's financially, um, you know, Why are you getting into it? That's the conversation to have. What would us moving in together actually mean? Look like? What would it not look like? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Yeah. Like us geek out therapists who Mm -hmm. love having discussions and talking (laughs) about literally everything until our partners are like, shut up. (laughs) All the relationship discussion always. (laughs) But it's important to know why you're living together. What are both of your things? And Mm -hmm. the research also showed, um, Couples who live together enjoy a companion or a teammate, but couples can stay in relationships longer than they should because once you live with somebody, it's harder to escape. Yep. Find the escape hatch. There you go. The person person said, um, once you buy dishes, share a lease, have a routine and get a dog, it can be difficult to cut your losses and accept the relationship isn't working because, and I'm not going to be able to say this as eloquently as my brain that is like, I'm on the pill from Limitless will think. When you are acting, get yeah, that reference. yeah. When you're, that's how fast my brain works all the time. So it's very fun living up here in my brain. When you are acting as if you're married by mm-hmm. cohabitating, mm-hmm. not this is not like we had the clear discussion. Mm-hmm. When you're 
acting as if you're married, mm-hmm. when you're acting as if you're married by living together, by having the dishes of this, why not just get married? Mm-hmm. Why not go back, undo the steps, mm-hmm. take the process mm-hmm. of dating, engagement, mm-hmm. marriage? Why not? Mm-hmm. Right? Why do you not want to do it? Oftentimes I have couples, well, my parents got divorced, so I'm afraid of it. So this is a better alternative. No, go to therapy. <laughs> that is a lot of my blah, blah, blah. Well, this no go to therapy. Yeah. I will hear that. Yeah. I will say that to yeah. a lot of people. Of Very yeah. valid. Yeah. I honor that that is very scary for you. Oh, yeah. Commitment is not a nice thing. It scares oh, you. Yeah. I get it. I've and never seen need, a successful And marriage. you need to go to therapy yeah. Yeah. is going to be what you hear from me. Yeah. And I support couples who are living together. That's great. I usually read them which I will read at some, this little abstract from some of the research and watch their look on their face. And then we have the talk, which is contrary to the current perception of many adolescents and young adults who view cohabitation as a substitute for marriage or a stepping stone to a more secure marriage. Studies show, studies I've listed, show that cohabitating unions are more likely to dissolve than marriages and that marriages preceded by cohabitation are more likely to dissolve than marriages that were not preceded by cohabitation these unions, cohabitation, are more likely to involve infidelity, are more likely to involve intimate partner violence. Children, whether born prior to, during, or after parental cohabitation, are at an increased risk for negative sequelae, including premature birth, school failure, lower education, more poverty during childhood, and lower incomes as adults. More incarceration and behavior problems, single parenthood, medical neglect, chronic health problems, both medical and psychiatric, more substance, alcohol, and tobacco use, and child abuse. Cohabitating women are also more likely to choose to end their child's life prior to birth. Mm. Mic drop. All I do is hand them the articles, yeah. let them read it. I don't give my opinion. I just mm-hmm. say, especially during premarital mm-hmm. counseling, if that's one of their topics mm-hmm. is, are we going to live together or not? I give them research. Mm-hmm. I send them home with it. I give them a book or two, and I say, please be mindful. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if that is your choice, I would like you always, always, always to be as educated as possible when making a decision, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to potentially bringing mm-hmm. a child into this into world. Also, yeah. And I would love for you to be intentional parents. Mm-hmm. I call it intentional versus unintentional minus <laughs> like a mistake versus planned. Like, yeah. are you intending to have children when you're practicing? Mm-hmm. Love making and intimacy and everything, or is it just like, oh, oops? Yeah. And if you're at that point, that's again, that's a different discussion, but usually that article piques their interest mm-hmm. enough to say, gosh, that's a lot more than I was realizing that mm-hmm. could happen. I want to learn more. Yeah. That's just my goal. I'm not saying do or don't. I mean, kind of, I'm saying don't live together based on the research, but it's your personal choice. I'm not going to shame you for it. Yeah. I will say to explore it in therapy, but I'll say that for many things. Mm-hmm. Be conscious about it. And really, it stems back to you have such a good chance with your partner. Like, mm-hmm. you really do if you exhaust all of those conversations and have the discussions about commitment prior to feeling like, let's say you and I are, we're not dating, mm-hmm. obviously, but let's say you and I are and we're, we're sitting mm-hmm. across from each other on couches. That's why I'm giving this example. We've been living together, this, that, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting down being like, babe, I'm so ready to get engaged. I found a ring and this, and I'm all stoked about it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I just want to do this forever. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, um, He's Just Not That Into You. With oh, Ben yeah, Affleck yeah, 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 and Jennifer yeah, yeah. Aniston, the couple acting it. And mm-hmm. they've been together like seven years. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't want marriage. And she's like, I do. I'm done. And yeah. leaves. And you got to see the movie. But <laughs> I would rather us, if we're in this, have this discussion on two mm-hmm. couches where this is your place. And mm-hmm. I can be like, then I'm done and I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Or, or I say it to you and you're done and you're going to go. Versus us feeling like. I can't go anywhere because we live together right now. And I just got my heart broken. And how am I supposed to lick my wound? Like, Mm -hmm. 
it just all goes in. This is, again, we can have discussions about this for hours, but cohabitation, whether you choose to do it or not, I would suggest to try and make it a very informed Mm -hmm. decision. Read some research. I will include that in the episode notes should people want to learn more about it. And there's actually a lot of great research available if you just Google. Yeah. Like, you know, studies on this, Google Scholar, whatever Mm -hmm. else. Do your own research. Don't don't feel like it's a Mm one-sided approach. And talk to your partner about it. So step one, do your research. Step two, have those important yet uncomfortable conversations about commitment. And really decide with your partner, what does this mean? What does cohabitating mean? Mm -hmm. Why are we looking at doing it? And if we are, why not wait? budget you know Mm -hmm. work towards it get engaged and then decide to do it if again there's one of those caveats Mm of we had to do it for three months otherwise something would have happened fine there's always offshoots and outliers but my 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 warning or my i guess gift to listeners at the (laughs) end is what you want really really be mindful of why you're choosing to do it try as much as you can to be on the same page with your partner about it the research really does show it's not going to help you have a stronger marriage, yeah. which is what our goal is as marriage family therapists. <laughs> to boil it down, yeah. yes. I'm just going to kind of read yeah. it a little bit, a little yeah. same thing simply. There's pitfalls with living together before you're married. So our hope is that you hear this and mm-hmm. are aware of that mm-hmm. and know that, uh, I mean, this came out of the premarital therapy uh, uh, episode, like this is a great um, topic to bring into premarital uh, counseling mm-hmm. and to have that discussion if you're not already having them at home. And I think a question you asked a while ago is, why are we not waiting until why we're engaged we and married? That? And there's there are some valid reasons for that. Be genuine with yourself about what the actual answer is. Why do we not want to wait till we're married to live together? Mm-hmm. And then really, really take a hard look together about... Is that a good enough reason to negotiate all of these risks and pitfalls that, that as from research, we know are there? Mm-hmm. That's the basics. Mm-hmm. So if you can take that away from this episode, that's what I would hope for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. I think if you're open to it, I'm mm-hmm. doing another episode on this, just like continuing the discussion and seeing what else comes up because I do feel like the feed we might get a lot of feedback <laughs> sure. on this episode as it, it it's a divisive topic yeah and I mean even you and I are in, in, in a little bit of different mm-hmm. um, places with that so yeah. I'd be into into interested so we can do some follow-up from some of the themes that we didn't want to like follow uh, mm-hmm. you know those those roads down from yes. this episode yeah. so we'll talk more about that next time for episode 22 but also um, because this is there's a lot of uh, strong opinions and different uh, ideas about this subject let us know um, give us that feedback hopefully politely thank you mm-hmm. um, and we'd be very excited to hear from you and your thoughts and maybe some questions about how to uh, navigate this this very challenging uh, territory mm-hmm. uh, and we'll do that next time also yep so we'll just do part two next time yeah we'll do part two yep. on cohabitating before marriage living together yep. uh, shoot us some emails we are ryan and talia at the couples guide podcast.com you can also uh oh you can find that on our website to yep. the couples guide podcast.com check it out and our instagram Check it out. The Couple Sky Podcast. Check it there and shoot us some messages there or comment on the episode post and uh, we'll address your comments and questions next episode. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Thank you.